Console Ninjas podcast. I'm Jay Stokes, and uh, it's going to be a bit different show today. Um, I'm doing the intro because I'm here, um, but I'm only here in spirit. I'm not really here in body because I've been up since ten past five this morning and driving back from Wales. So I'm going to leave the rest of the show in the capable hands of Mr. Willie Thompson, who's here. Hello, and also Mr. Dashboxer. Hello, um, gentlemen. I'm sorry for dropping you in it and uh, letting you fill up the whole show, but um, have fun. And um, you never know, Will might edit this one, and it might be lots and lots of fun. Um, listeners, thank you very much for tuning in, and I shall catch you next time when I'm in a better state for talking and thinking. Bye, Jess. Bye, Jess. Bye. <laughs> Whilst the cat's away, the mice shall play. I don't think he trusts us, so let's see what we can get up to. What have you been playing? I have been playing the same game I spoke about last week, funnily enough. Um, this state of decay has completely taken over my life. Dash, have you yeah. tried it yet? I've not. I've got the demo. I've still not started it up. I'm a bit, I'm a bit detached from my Xbox at the moment, as we'll as we'll come on to. But um, um, no, I'm well aware of it. Tell me okay. where you've been getting on. Well, I spoke about a lot of this last week, so I don't want to do too much repeating myself. What yeah. I will say is, I've now kind of got to grips with the game. I now understand how to run a great kind of zombie survivor community. Um, there's, there's kind of th- what I didn't know at the time is there's three towns in it, three little towns all in mm-hmm. this big map. Uh, I have now moved on to the second town, which is a lot more robust. And the base I've built is because uh, like, you start off in a little um, church house kind of thing. Yep, yep. And you only get like a couple of building spaces on it and stuff like that. But I've now moved on to what I believe is one of the bigger kind of um, bases in the game. And it's like a big factory warehouse. I see. And you, the game has permadeath in it, doesn't it? So are you still playing as the same guy that you were last week? or have you? No, no, see, this is again? the thing. As I say, again, I spoke about this stuff last week, but the whole thing is you switch between your, your survivors and you take them out. And I was moaning last week a lot about how you can't take more than one survivor with you and how it's not co-op, which just seems really weird. But yeah, I still don't get why I've got 15 people in this base and I've got one person driving all the way to the other side of the map to pick up an item, take it back, and then drive back out to get one of the other items when I could clearly take like two or three people with me if it mm. was real life. So, yeah, that's still happening. But, yeah, if one of them dies, they're dead, and that's it. But it's not too much of an issue because I've now learned how to get new survivors. There's a little woman sits in your house with a radio, and you can go up to her and you can ask her to do certain things, and they all take time. So that you can actually ask her to look for new survivors to bring back to your to your kind of home camp, and that mm-hmm. takes like twenty minutes, and then she'll she'll tell you where there's potential new people to go and do it. You can also ask her like because you get five resources, and it becomes about managing these resources. So um, if you're really short on one of the resources, like uh, building materials, you can ask her to find you a potential source. And that, and that takes 10 minutes, and she'll tell you somewhere. And it's not just potential, it's not, they always do have them wherever she tells you to go. So, th- yeah, that's great. The things that I'm starting to get with it now is I'm starting to get a lot of glitches in it. And um, some of them are kind of funny. Like You get zombies that are like standing outside a house, and you can kind of see them through the wall. 
like their arms or something like that that are kind of appearing through the wall. But after a couple of seconds, sometimes they actually phase through the wall and they're suddenly right well, on that's top not of you. Good. Yeah, yeah. That's I was. I was going to ask actually. Um, I know the game is quite glitchy when it launched, and that they they put a patch or two in, but you don't seem to think that's um, fixed any of those sort well, of faults. Maybe that maybe it was worse because I didn't pick it up straight away. But I mean, I'm getting that. What one of the other one was that was particularly funny at the time, but it annoyed me because I had to kind of go back on what I'd done. But I was out uh, in a car, and they, they do a lot of the guides online tell you don't drive your car off road. It's not hmm. worth it, right? But I did it. And I wasn't going fast. I was barely going, like, say, five miles per hour um, off-road. And I hit this little rock on the road. It can't be more than, like, maybe a foot tall. And I hit the rock, and I suddenly get launched into the air like I'd been hit by one of the giants in Skyrim. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, there's a lot of that kind of stuff goes on. That, sort of uh, overreaction. Yeah. Um, one of the other things is I find kind of weird about it, it has a trust system. So see, I pick up, I, I go, my little guy, whatever, I don't know, Will, we'll just call him, right? I'm not very um, inventive when it comes to names. But <laughs> see, I pick one of my guys and I go out on, uh, I go out and I start doing things and I'm helping other survivors in my little community. So sometimes they all get lost in little buildings and stuff and you have to go and fight the zombies off around about them and then they'll thank you and you build up trust with that person. Mm-hmm. Um the only problem is, when I switched to another character, that trust was only between those two people. So it's so convoluted. Why do I really need to build up trust when that's only two people that trust each other and someone? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's kind. It's very sort of um, sort of the mechanics a bit undeveloped. Yeah, I, th- I feel as if they were going for something there. That would have all made sense if you just went one character in this thing and. Um, the trust built up because if you could be one character and you could try and build up trust with everyone, then that makes sense. But mm. I don't get it. Also, talking about that, right now, I've got um, you get to build what are called strongholds, and the game tells you that um, these give you extra supply lines. But I've not seen that to be honest with you. I don't think it's that great. But what happens is, like your base, you have a you have a ring around your base, which is the area that is safe around about your base because your base is there. And uh, zombies can't spawn within that. So if you build strongholds, you get like a slightly smaller circle around that around that stronghold. And right. what I found is, um, yeah, like there's two ways of doing it. You can either set up a stronghold at all the four corners of the map or all over the places so that you don't have to be isolated. But what happens is, you know, these resources I was talking about, yeah, like the um, the building materials or maybe medicine yeah, yeah. and things like that. You can't take them back to stronghold. You can only take them back to your actual base. So they become useless anyway because that's all... At this stage in the game, I'm not interested in going out for a few bags of crisps and a couple of bullets. I'm out for the big caches, do you know what I mean? And you need to bring them back to... So what I've found is um, if you set up a little town with your base in the middle of it, you can actually set strong strongholds all throughout the town in a way that zombies can't spawn in that town. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of what I've been using my strongholds for. So, but you know these missions I was talking about, how your mates kind of go and they get lost somewhere in a house, and you have to go and rescue them from yep, zombies. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm now getting those missions within the town that zombies can't spawn in, uh, and you go along, and there's a person hiding in w- within this safe zone, but there's a person hiding in a house, and you go in, and he'll say, "Oh, thank God you came. I was terrified." 
<laughs> and then you kind of just walk down the road and there's no zombies, it's perfectly safe. And I'm like, yeah, they probably didn't know that though. Yeah, but they should. <laughs> They're part of my community, so we should all know where the safe zones are, do you know what mm. I mean? Um, yes, yeah, I think this is all stuff that can be fixed in the next game. Um, what I have done is, and I would recommend this to anyone, um, I've learned what missions you can ignore and what ones you really shouldn't ignore. So on your map, you get a, you get varying symbols. But yeah. sometimes you get a little symbol on the map that looks like a little male toilet sign. Male mm-hmm. toilet, like the little man just standing. And if that is the case, that's one, a member of your own community who is lost somewhere in one of these houses like I was telling you about. So if you ignore these, yeah, there's a good chance the person will get back home and they'll just lose a bit of trust in the person who you're currently controlling. Or um, sometimes the person might die. And that's how you how you lose members of your community. Yeah, so see. you can't ignore, don't do not ignore them. And if you ever see the same little symbol, only the person's two arms are in the air, like waving for someone, that's where you get the potential to pick up new survivors, which you'd really need. So never ignore them. Um, but you can ignore the actual story missions as long as you want, which is great. So, no, I see. Yeah, yeah. So, so you can. There's a fair bit of sort of grinding you can do between missions. Yeah, as I say, as long as you're making sure you're not. Because you do want to pick up these survivors that are going about, and if you miss them, then that chance goes away, and you need to wait for another one to show up. So you want to get them as much as you can, but never ignore the ones which is your own survivors are in trouble, because you don't want to lose community members. So how many hours have you sunk into it now, then? Too many. Um, I think my uh, Raptor count for this week was 20-odd hours on it, and I had spent a lot of time last week doing it as well. Yeah, sure. But, yeah, I thoroughly recommend this. I don't know if I'm ever going to get to the point where I've finished it. Although, it seems to be that the story missions are really quick, so you'd probably find if I just ignored all this community building stuff, I could probably just finish off the story like in a, in a week or so, but who wants to do that? Do you know what I mean? You want to you have the best community going. Yeah, you, you, you'll probably find that your, your communities and stuff will get attacked, won't they? So I suspect you probably need to spend the time... Um, battening down the hatches and what have you, just so that you've got um, a fighting chance at the end. Yeah, I did a couple of story missions to do and today, and they're not very deep, to be honest with you. The actual missions themselves just become the exact same as the side missions. Go to an area with a character, clear out the zombies in the house, maybe raid it for some items, uh, and that's it. That's basically what the missions all boil down to. But um, there's like generally some chat in between it and stuff like that but the the story isn't very good so that's why I would say just just play it and build up your community before you even bother with the story yeah sure plus sure. Um, what I'm hearing from people as well I'm, I'm now at the point where all the special zombies all exist in my game so you get like a big fat one that's kind of like the tank in, in uh, Left 4 Dead like just like super strong and um, really really difficult to take down I've got like kind of ones that explode when you hit them and it's like poisonous gas that drains your health and stamina. Um, Armoured zombies, like, you get these feral ones that kind of jump on you and if you're out on your own then it's really difficult to get them off you. So, but apparently these don't show up until you start playing the story so it might actually be worthwhile for people to just stick to the first town until you've built up a good community and not yeah, do Yeah, I'm going to give it a go at some point when I can, I can get back to the Xbox but, um, yeah, all right. Uh, State of decay. Enough of that. Um, so, Will, have you had a chance to play 400 Days yet, the um, Walking Dead epilogue adventure? No, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I went out and got the points. I think it was on Monday, maybe. I went out and bought the 400 points for it. Come up the road, downloaded it. Got myself all ready for a, for a full night of playing The Walking Dead. Cancelled all my plans. Really excited. Hmm. So I go to load up my save file on The Walking yeah. Dead. Um, it comes up. I go into the 400 days. And when I start to play it, it comes up. You have not played the first five chapters of The Walking Dead. Yeah. Do you want it to generate a story for you? Now, the extra piece of the puzzle here that I'm not saying is I got a new Xbox last week. Um, I got I got a, a shiny new Xbox because the one I had was ready for exploding. The disk drive didn't work. That's so, right, it didn't, did it? That's yeah. right. So I didn't pick up the brand new one, which still doesn't seem to be available to buy anywhere on the planet. Um, I picked up just one of the slim ones because I didn't have yeah. a slim one yet, so I'm all happy with it. It's nice and shiny. It makes that really satisfying noise when you press the power button, and yeah, happy with that. Except, as I say, I've I've moved all my save files across, but The Walking Dead is the only game I've came across so far that doesn't recognise the save file, even though it's there. So I now have to play the entire Walking Dead game again before I can play 400 Days. <sighs> Uh, do you really? I, I suppose so. If you if you consider those choices to be important, I mean, obviously you can just play it and then go and play the whole thing again anyway. No, you can't. Right, this is the thing. Now, if anyone's played Dragon Age Origins, they'll know where I'm coming from with this, but although The Walking Dead 400 Days happens like alongside the first game and kind of after it as well, yeah, you still... You can't play 400 days and then use that file and go into the Walking Dead original. So I would have to play them in the right order. And yeah, that's, I know. That's, you, that's, I, that's I realise that you'd six. probably have to play. You'd probably have to play it again um, once you play through the first five. But there was nothing to stop you from just playing it no. uh, without your choices mattering. No, but. I just I kind of want you didn't, you, there's you only apparently there's only one yourself. crossover point as well apparently like the 400 days doesn't take much from The Walking Dead but it will stay on your save file hopefully and when the episode season 2 comes out then it'll be bringing your season 1 stuff and your 400 days stuff across and they'll okay. both affect it but yeah apparently there's not much that you do in the first 5 chapters that actually affects well I have the actually 400 played days. 400 days have you? Yeah, uh, and um, so there is uh, maybe a cameo appearance from someone you may have met previously, uh, and but in terms of the crossover points, it's kind of um, some of the sequences that you play. There are there's basically a sort of a, a truck stop where the sort of five different um, protagonists in this episode pass through at various times. Uh, over the course from from the day of the outbreak, which was obviously like day one or day zero, um, through to um, four hundred days later, so um, you meet you you pull a sticker off a bulletin board and um, uh, and then the adventure starts for that particular person. And some of them aren't very long at all, actually. Um, they can you know last half an hour, twenty minutes. Um, someone can be a bit longer than that. So it's about five of them. So it only really takes a couple of hours to play through the whole thing, despite the occasional, perhaps, cameo, If although it's entirely missable, I should point out. So in terms of um, crossover points, um, certain actions that you will have previously done in the first four episodes, was it five episodes, they will have parallels to decisions 
that the characters uh, in this episode um, are having. Uh, and therefore, depending on what you did previously, would influence how they would have reacted and so on to it. Right. Um, but you'll see when you get there. Um, I think that they, I think they're not alone. Or I don't think you're alone at all in people having problems with um, file saves from um, The Walking Dead. Um, mine shows up as having um, there's a hundred of the achievement points are missing. I think for episode three, um, it never saved them. Although they're unlocked right. and I can see them, it still only shows me that I've got four hundred out of five hundred or whatever it is. Strange. So um, it, it's, it annoys me. That's why it doesn't appear in my, you know, 100% completed games list. Yeah, it's a bit annoying. I mean, especially because we've got Season 2 looming on the horizon now. And yeah. it's, it's very much, we're all looking forward to because Mass Effect really let a lot of people down with the whole conclusion and the decision-making stuff. So we're all really looking for someone to do it right, aren't we? We're looking to pick up the next season and be like, right, that's all the things that I've said have all been carried on and I can see, like, a great, like pay off to it and stuff like that, that's what we're all looking for and if I get the second one and my file can't be loaded up I- I'm I'm going to be really upset Yeah, yeah, well it's, it's probably take you a day to sit there or whatever and, and chug through that You it? see that mate, I've been playing this, well not every night, I have to admit, I haven't dedicated because it gets a bit tedious because I'm trying to make sure I've got the same decisions which is annoying because I always thought if I replay this game again, I'm going to want to try different. it again yeah. but because I want to have my decisions going into the next game um, basically replaying the whole game again, so it's it gets a bit tedious because I can see where I made mistakes before, like mm. in certain conversations. I can see where, like, because I did not, except for one occasion, which I really hate myself for doing it. I didn't let myself turn off the game and reload it at any point in the first game, and um, it was around a certain no-win scenario in Chapter Three, where a certain person gets shot. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's too much to spoil just to say that about The Walking Dead now because it's been out a while. A fair, fair few people get shot in it as well, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. But either way, you know what I mean? There's a no-win scenario near the start of that, the, yeah, the third yeah. chapter where someone gets caught, or gets shot and it actually kind of turned out where the, no matter what you do, the person's going to get shot anyway. Yeah, And yeah. I reloaded that about five times and that's the only time I ever did it and I hated myself for it. But I eventually did stick with the first decision that I made, so it wasn't that bad. But it's really difficult now because I'm coming up to situations where I I can see I really made the wrong choice there, but I have to make it again. So yeah, it's a bit frustrating, and I don't want to. Uh, so I'm I'm struggling to do the whole. As you said, you could probably play the whole game in a day, um, at a push. But I'm not. I'm maybe playing it like half a chapter at a time every night. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But yeah, do you know what? Do you know what was horrible though? Um, later on in, cha- in chapter three as well, and um, people have heard me talk about how chapter three is the most devastating chapter in the game. But um, there's another really horrible situation later on in the game, mm-hmm. and um, what I found was most of this game, I'm just kind of going through, going through the motions, just playing through it, being like, "Yeah, that's fine, that's fine." But none of it's affecting me the way it did originally, if you know what I mean, because I kind of know knew it was coming up. Mm-hmm. But the really, really bad part at the end of Chapter 3, I found it still kind of affected me. Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, I've said before I was in pieces at the end of the game. But, um, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to Season 2. They had a, quite a big um, big thing about it at Comic-Con this weekend, didn't they? Yeah, the, and the, the, 
I would have liked to have seen a bit of footage or something, but um, there's that little picture of Clementine in there. Yeah, so we know yeah. she's definitely going to be a main uh, a mainstay for the next season as well. Yeah, I'd yeah. be interested to see if Clementine would be the main character in the next game. I don't think anyone would be particularly comfortable playing a ten-year-old girl. Is she going to be ten? Um, well, look how far forward is it going to go? Yeah, if it goes too far forward, you, you're missing her story. You won't know why she is who she is. So, yeah, I suppose. I don't know. Anyway, Walking Dead. Enough of that. Um, <laughs> Uh, I think um, you better tell us where you've been to cinema this week. I suspect you have. Nah, I don't. I don't go to the cinema, Dash. Do you not? No, I'm not interested. Yeah, of course I went to the cinema. I went along to see The World's End. Splendid. The... And how was it? It's fantastic. Really, really good. I think um, at this point, bearing in mind the film is this new out, I think that's about all you should really be able to say about it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm, I'm gonna talk a little bit. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make any specifics. Don't worry, I know how to do it. <laughs> but yeah, um, I went to see it. In terms of the, the humour in it, um, I don't think it kind of reaches the levels of Hot Fuzz. If I'm honest. Yeah, uh, Hot Fuzz is definitely the, the funnier of the three the three films because as I we all know, I haven't seen that in a long time. I really ought to watch that again, actually. Yeah, but as we all know, this is um, the kind of although the stories don't aren't with the same characters and they don't take place in the same world. This is still apparently a trilogy, <laughs> and yeah. the the Three Colors Cornetto trilogy. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that kind of pays off in a, a a really great way in the movie, but I'm not going to say how. Because you all know there's going to be another Carnetto in the movie somehow. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to say how that happens, but it is great when it happens. Um, what I would say is, yeah, it's it's not as funny as Hot Fuzz. Nowhere, nowhere near those levels. But there are a lot... It, it kind of takes you off guard because it doesn't feel like a comedy most of the time. It feels like an action movie and quite a kind of dramatic movie. But when it's funny, sometimes it comes right out the blue and just kind of hits you. It's got a Pretty decent cast in it, hasn't it? So are they all, um, you know, do they all get a decent time to shine and what have you? Definitely. Um, I mean, if anyone's seen the story, you know it's the whole idea is they'll come back to recreate this epic pub crawl. Yeah. They did when they were teenagers and they, they failed the first time. But in the middle of this, you've got... I'm not even... Because I don't think any of the trailers kind of showed you what was why they were being attacked or anything. It just showed you these people with their eyes lit up. So I'm not even going to ruin that for anyone because the kind of reveal of that is really funny. It's aliens, um, probably. Probably aliens, maybe. Not going to say. But... <laughs> it's aliens. All right. Just wait yeah, go, go on. Wait yeah, go on. But, yeah... yeah um, all I'm going to say is, for some reason, and I'm, I'm again, I'm not going to reveal why, they find themselves still taking part in the pub crawl while all this really weird paranormal action stuff's going on. Fight, yeah. Uh, yeah. But what they've went for is they went for a more action-packed feel, and the fight scenes are amazing. There's, like, um, proper, like, fighting and... Because it's always, almost always everything set in a bar. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And you get these, like, proper pub fights, but it's, like... For some reason, these five guys who are like totally, some of them have turned into proper like sad sacks and just like you wouldn't you wouldn't think anything. But for some reason, they fight like something out of the Avengers. Do you know? What I mean? But you could have seen that in the um, Hot Fuzz and in the Shaun of the Dead to a certain degree as well, didn't you? Where like 
suddenly people could become a bit more badass than they're supposed to be. Yeah, sure. Um, I think that's an Edgar Wright thing because he was. Um, you get that in Scott Pilgrim where they all seem to be normal teenagers, but suddenly they get in a fight and it's like a superhero battle or something, yeah, and no yeah, one ever mentions yeah. it. So yeah, I think he kind of likes that kind of thing, and um, yeah, it's really good. That's what I'm gonna say. It's, action wise, it's better than a lot better than Shaun of the Dead, and uh, but it's just I think it sits somewhere in between the two. But go and see it if you like the other two. Certainly go and see it. Yeah, I there's a lot will. of mainstays from the other two movies as well. Yeah, and if you've watched, do, do you watch Spaced? Yes, of course. Yeah, you 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 know there's one character from Spaced who hasn't made any, any of the movies yet. It's Mark Heap. Yes. Well. Um. Yeah. He finally makes a re- reoccurrence. A lot of the other ones all make appearances and it's just great whenever that happens. So there's lots of Easter eggs for all of us who have watched all them films. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, I, I look forward to it, mate. Can't and tell wait. me what you think as well. Yeah, I will. I will. See if I get a chance to go and do that. Right, mate. Well, that's pretty much all I've been doing. I mean, I did get... Um, a thousand G's in Lego Batman the other day because well done pop back into it, but it's not worth talking about, is it? So that's what I've been doing. What have you been up to, mate? Um, so I can't quite remember why, but I decided I, I know why. So all this talk recently um, about the PS4 and everything made me dust off my PS3, um, which is uh, original George Foreman. Um, Mark One model. Um, it's pretty. I don't think it's quite a launch model because there's no backwards compatibility. But it's got. It's only got an 80 gig hard drive in it. Yeah, and I anyway. can't connect all my SD cards and stuff to it. No. No, you certainly can't. So I um I got that out and um, hooked it up and decided to go and splash out on PlayStation Plus um, and play some games on the PS3. Um, so I played um, Uncharted Three, which I'd never played before rushed through that in a few days um i tell you one thing about it um this is it's difficult to say xbox fanboy or whatever i feel a bit uncomfortable about that sort of thing but um obviously the two consoles have had their differences and um and that, that's that's fueled a lot of the sort of fanboy flames isn't it but the jeez f- oh, that what can i say the the updating is is so frustrating um, and having PS Plus and having to download these games, um, you know, Uncharted Three was thirty-eight gig. I had to pretty much clear um, everything off the off the console just so it would download it. And and the game was really good. And obviously, as a console exclusive, um, I hadn't. I I've got the first Uncharted, but I've never done more than about a third of the way through it. I don't think. Um, I just didn't get on with it at all. Um, and rushing through this one, yeah, it was it was it was all good and fine and what have you. But I, certainly at the end of it, I didn't come away thinking that I'd missed out on playing it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like some it it wasn't a really earth shattering game. It was a it was a third person shooter with a bit of sort of Tomb Raider puzzling in, which I enjoyed. Um, but you know, the, I don't think the controller works well as for, for shooting. I think that I, I really really dislike the. Um, the kind of spongy triggers on the PS3 controller. What I would ask is, you know that way, Uncharted 3 is supposedly the cream of the crop yeah. of the, the PlayStation 3. Now, you've played the new Tomb Raider game. Yeah. And you know that way Uncharted was always kind of like the... Yeah. It was like the new age Tomb Raider with a male character and... Do you know what I mean? And now this one's come along and it feels a bit right. more like Uncharted. Right. Which is better. Which is better. Which is better. Tomb Raider. Uh, 
Right, excellent. Uh, <laughs> so okay. the Tomb Raider so, has taken it back then, as yeah, we said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the combat in Tomb Raider was much, much more, uh, much more better. Can you say that? <laughs> more, better, like uh, that. more better. More um, better. It felt a lot more um, natural. Uncharted basically is just a succession of guns that you're picking up and firing, and there was no sort of nuanced bow action. Right, excellent. Then, so um, I'm not and, messing um, out much. Then, if I've got to no, play the more no. superior stuff. I mean, to... don't get me wrong. There, there were some superb um, sort of sequences in it. Um, certainly on the on the on the ship and uh, and and some of the sort of the chases and stuff. They were absolutely brilliant. Not played anything like it, but in, in many ways, there probably weren't enough of those. Right, excellent. So, what else then, mate? You, you, you've been playing some more games. Yeah, um, so obviously with this PS Plus, I just, there's just so many games there that I've never played and would never, ever have picked up in a million years. Um, Catherine was one of those. See, um, I've seen people talking about this and it just, even though people see how great it is, it just never looks like the gameplay yeah, is my te- type I of thing. I tell you what, people that say that game's great, right, it's, it, there's probably something wrong with them, right? <laughs> it's... It, I don't know. There's 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 a cartoon, right? I'm not big on anime at all. Okay, so there's some sort of love cartoon, and this guy waffling on about this bird, Catherine, uh, and then he keeps having dreams, and then there's like people with sheep's heads, and then he has to climb up this wall, and it keeps crumbling around him, and you have to pick up coins on the wall, and and then he has some more cartoons, and then you have to flick about in his mobile phone and, and go on dates and it was shortly after that that I then deleted it from my hard drive oh, and okay. said okay I've played Catherine Pff, that'll do <laughs> yeah nonsense. I don't like the whole sliding block puzzle thing it just and it looked like that was the kind of mainstay of the actual it, gameplay that, of it that is the actual main game yeah. and then you've got these weird cartoons and unskippable cutscenes it just frustrated me I thought well I don't quite get this Maybe they've been better off as just being a movie or an interactive movie and doing away with it for people who like that kind of thing. Yeah, okay. They'll sell know. three copies, but it's probably as many as Catherine sold. Yeah. Um, the one I have played, um, probably the most, and have really, really, really got into, and I missed it on the Xbox, um, although I love the demo, and that was XCOM, Enemy Unknown. It's wonderful, really, isn't it? I really enjoyed it, yeah. I haven't played an awful lot of it yet. Um into time, but um, what I have played, I've really enjoyed, and um, you know we've got um, you know bases developing well, and we've recruited some new soldiers, and we're 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 getting through battles and stuff. There's obviously a few more sort of tougher enemies appearing now, but um, no, I just I just really like the whole sort of um, whole sort of flow of it. It's been really really good. In, in many ways, it kind of reminds me quite a bit of um, another game I've been playing that's a bit similar to it, which is. Um, um, that 3DS game I'm playing at the moment. Uh, Is it the Rainbow Six one? No, not Rainbow Six. The um, uh, Fire Emblem. Alright, so yeah. I didn't even mean um, it is Rainbow Six in it, there's a Rainbow Six game on it and it's kind of yeah, it's the same kind of turn based uh, Oh I see, I see, no yeah. Fire, Fire Emblem because you've got the same sort of sort of grid thing and um, so you've got back each other up with different powers and stuff, so that's really good um, I would actually also, say Dash, if you like this XCOM and you're looking for something, obviously you've got the one you can actually play on the go because it's on iOS now, but um, you could probably pick up that Rainbow Six game for quite, ch- it's not Rainbow Six what's the other Tom Clancy game that they all like hawks. No, no, not fucking <laughs> the other shooty bang bang one. End war. No, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You get Rainbow Six and you get the other one. 
Ghost Recon. Ghost oh, Recon. that one. Yeah, there's a Ghost Recon game on the 3DS, yeah. which is very much like XCOM. The whole um, like uh, you get a squad of four guys, you get you get a certain amount of movement points, you get to pick to shoot, and then you end your turn, and they get to go. Uh, the only difference with that is you don't get the permadeath, but if one member of your squad dies, it's game over. You start the mission again. Yeah. But yeah, if you like that and you're looking for something to go play that, but yeah. Um, Oh, good. So, I mean, there have been loads of other stuff that I've sort of picked up. Um, Ico and Shadow of the Colossus. Um, I haven't touched Ico yet. I've had a little go of Shadow of the Colossus, but I did play that back in the day. Um, I've got uh, Payday the Heist. I think the sequel to that's coming out soon. It's sort of um, Left for Dead bank robber game. Um, not had a play of that yet. Um, but other stuff that they've got on there, I haven't even bothered to download, like Saints Row 3, because that's a game I actually own on both PS3 and Xbox anyway. Um, but um, I did get The Last of Us for my birthday, so I could probably talk to you about The Last of Us for a few minutes. But again, I mean, I've, I've hardly touched any games for about three weeks, so I haven't actually played a lot of it. Um, and it's just really hard, man. What can I say? It's really, really pretty. Um, and it really, really drawing me in. And it's a fantastic story. Um, I know a lot of the other guys are way past um, finishing it now, but um, I've not touched the multiplayer. Um, and... Um, uh, I think we're, we're pretty much sort of quite early on. We're just in a room that's full of clickers. I've sort of got to get through that. I keep we, dying. But shall it's, we see with really that? Good. Then we'll wait. We'll wait until you've played a bit more. And you've got yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll but that's that's what I will say is that's the one game that I'm really jealous of PlayStation Free yeah. owners right now because I want to I want to be in on that. I've watched so many trailers for it and just thought to myself, can I afford to get a PlayStation just for that? Yeah, it's 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 really tense, I mean, especially when there when there are enemies in the room and you've taken a bit of a beating, um, and you've got to basically crouch down and, and patch yourself up, um, and you know you're going to the menu to do that, and all the time you're still open to attack. So that you know that that adds, adds just a bit of a edge to it, but um, yeah, I mean as I say, I'll, I'll come back to that when I played it a bit more. Um, I know that coming up in the next few weeks I think we've got um, Need for Speed Most Wanted which uh, really the new one yeah um, that's on PS Plus next month Uh, and Spec Ops The Line as well which um, is another one that I haven't got round to playing yet but everybody says you really ought to yeah yeah. so So this is why I got it and I mean this has cost me 15 quid for three months Um, obviously I think I probably will be renewing it at the end of it but um, I've, I've, for the most part, I've really enjoyed my return to the PS3. I think, I think the problem I've got with it is the controller. I suppose to some extent, it's just the bloody updates. Right. I mean, so you were saying this is fifteen pound for three months. Yeah. I mean, the list of games you just gave me there is considerable. Do you know what I mean? But what I was just I've, looking at I, is, I will, I will point out, I've only listed some of them. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Other ones I've um, I've not really had a chance to look at yet uh, would include Little Big Planet Karting. It would include Demon Souls. Um, it would include Battlefield Three. Um, these are all games. Yeah, they are all games. Go and grab now. <laughs> yeah, you go and grab now. Yeah, um, what I was going to point out is because I, lo- I was looking at it the other day. Because anyone who listened back to to the, the episode I spoke about XCOM months ago, I never got finishing it. Yeah, because um, it has a massive difficulty spike at the end, and you need to do a lot of grinding. Yeah, to prepare yourself for the last mission. And as you know through playing it, the exciting bit is building your base. Yeah, doing a little mission, doing a bit of scouting, and then getting back to building your base. Yeah, but later on in the game, it becomes you need to do like maybe ten, fifteen missions before you can do anything in your base. 
just before that last mission and it becomes a bit frustrating. But yeah, so I was looking at it the other day and I just I've just confirmed that yeah, to buy it on Amazon it costs sixteen ninety nine. So just getting XCOM itself has made your fifteen pound worthwhile. Yeah, I mean obviously I lose it as if I don't keep up the subscription. But yeah. um, if you look at, I think it's, I mean, it's literally thousands of pounds worth of games that they've given away since they started this. And this has obviously really driven up subscription for them. Do you see yourself letting go of it based on what you've seen so far? Um, not at the moment. Um, uh, uh, the problem I've got at the moment is having any time to play anything. But um, um, no, I would definitely like to, you know, run through Spec Ops the Lions in that couple of days or something if I've found some time. Again, you know, Need for Speed, I'd like to have a blast at that. You know, I quite enjoy some of those previously. So, yeah, it's it, it, literally sport for choice. And they're all games um, obviously that I've never played. So, that, I mean, that, that makes it all the better. See, I got rid of my PlayStation 3 when the whole PlayStation Plus thing hadn't kind of taken off properly yet. Yeah, yeah. Because I think it was, was it not last year? Towards the end of the year where they did that big push and they put out like a big bunch of AAA games at one time. And now since then there's always been like a proper AAA game in amongst it. Yeah. Um, But they weren't doing that when I had it. And it was like, I got it for a couple of months and the only thing I really had to show for it that I was playing was the the Back to the Future games. And I was just like, no, this isn't even worth it. But if they'd been doing it the way they're doing it now, I don't think I would have ever got rid of that PlayStation 3. Yeah, I mean, some of the other stuff I, I, I suppose I quite like. They, they they chuck away loads of things like themes and avatars and and um, you know backgrounds and stuff as well, free every month as well. Yeah. So they've got a sort of lava lamp thing going on. That's quite cool. It's definitely good value. Um, yeah, yeah. It kind of makes the, uh, the PlayStation 4 an enticing choice because they've now confirmed that it's going to be the same price. Did you see this? What's going to be the same price? PlayStation Plus. It's oh right, yeah, 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 fifteen quid, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So or I mean, that, forty quid a year. Yeah. So that's. Um, do you know what I mean? That, that it kind of definitely makes the whole idea of getting a PlayStation Four more enticing. I know the Xbox is giving it an attempt right now. We're doing like the free games, but it doesn't compare, does it? Do you know what I mean? Assassin's Creed, Halo Three. No, I I think they're just throwing throwing people a bone. I mean, you know, we've obviously had Defense Grid. Um, I think Assassin's Creed 2's out now. I mean, these are obviously games that have been out a fair while. Um, yeah, I mean, there's been four, uh, sorry, three Halo games since Halo 3. Yeah, yeah. And there's been uh, three Assassin's Creed games since Assassin's Creed 2 as well. Do you know what I mean? It's, I mean, at least give us something like Halo Reach, for instance. I've got Halo Reach, so it's not for me. I'm not moaning for my case, but at least give us something that feels a bit more respectable. Do you know what I mean? Than Halo 3, which was, like, what, two years after the system came out? Yeah, yeah. And what, you can buy Halo 3 for about three quid off Amazon? Yeah, also, Halo 3 looks horrible now, especially compared to um, to reaching Halo 4. Yeah, so um, I don't... It's not comparing, they're not really... We'll see what it's like when they go into uh, the, the, the new Xbox, the Xbox One, sorry, are they going to hmm. give it a bash then, maybe give us some... But I don't know. Right, so if that's all you've been, you've been up to, Dash, this week... I've got some big news. What's that, Will? I've been to Comic-Con. No way, man. Did you see S.H.I.E.L.D.? No. Did you see Guardians of the Galaxy? No, but none of these things. What are you talking about? What What are you... What is your Comic-Con? 
Um, I went to Glasgow Comic Con. What one were you talking about? Fucking stupid man. Glasgow Comic Con. What was that? Yeah, I actually did go to Glasgow Comic Con. Couple of stalls knocking out copies of Wizard and Chips. Yeah, well, as I said, I did actually go to Glasgow Comic Con, and is that's a thing, is it? it, it, Yeah, as a thing. Okay. Yeah, it it wasn't. It wasn't great, if I'm honest with you. Um, As people might have probably heard me saying, I've only been into comics for a couple of years now. Um, and I do, I do do my fair share of reading. I mean, I've read, um, I've got a, a, a strictly speaking legal file on my computer with um, 600 Ultimate Comics on it, and I'm already halfway through that after just downloading that last year. A strictly so, legal file. Strictly, strictly legal. Oh, it's, it's... Highly legal. All right, okay. It's not on the other laptop then. No, no. Okay, um, all right. But yeah, uh, and I've read... 300 of them in the past year and I've read, do you know what I mean? So I do read my fair share but I'm not... But, but you're talking about comics and let's be honest, Comic Con's nothing to do with comics, so what makes well, Glasgow, Glasgow Comic Con is about comics. comics. Did they not have any very famous people turning up to show clips from upcoming movies? Right, here's the thing though, there was Who were the famous movies. people? There was one. I can, was I can list on. one person. Come on. It was an um, an artist called Simon Bisley. Right. Not Tim Bisley. Not Tim Bisley, but funnily enough, the character Tim Bisley is based on Simon Bisley. Well, I kind of guess that might have been the case. Yeah, um, but yeah, I met, I met Simon, Bis- Simon Bisley. He was not the first person to draw Lobo, but you've heard of the, the DC character Lobo before? Yeah, yeah, wolf thing, yeah. Yeah, he was kind of the, when they retconned Lobo back in the, the 90s, and they kind of gave him a proper backstory and he became really popular, he was the kind of first to draw that. That version of Lobo, so he's basically responsible for the Lobo that we all know and love today. Mm, cool. So he was what? He was in the audience at, at your console's ninja panel that you had there then? <laughs> no, he didn't have a panel, mate. Oh, good. I wonder <laughs> where even, Not I even wonder where me ticket Comic-Con was. Not even Glasgow Comic-Con do we rate a panel. But, yeah, um, it wasn't great, mate. It was a lot of comic artists and writers that I didn't know. Fair enough, there was a lot of kind of local kind of indie writers and stuff like that and, mm-hmm. and artists and stuff and I'm not at that point do you know what I mean I'm very much reading the kind of prime stuff because I've only just got into comics so I didn't get all that I didn't know who anyone was I didn't have a million pound to spend on all the different collectibles that were kicking about so it wasn't it wasn't the best experience for me Stu came along as well um we, we both met up there on the second day and I think he had the same kind of experience as me. He was kind of like, what's the point in this place? It's a bit... We did. We watched a cosplay competition. We watched a cosplay competition and um, I felt like a pervert through most of it, if I'm honest yeah, with you. Yeah, I've got an image of the two of you standing there looking at these yeah. scantily dread, scantily clad people just drooling. It's horrible. See, this is the thing. It wasn't like well, you couldn't proper help cosplay it. that you even see because I've been to Manchester Comic Con before, and um, the cosplay in there was brilliant. Um, but there was nothing in that level there at all. It just looked like people had made these really naff costumes. Um, I think like one of the the better costumes there was someone dressed up as Doctor Who. But all you need to do is buy a suit and a sonic screwdriver and a pair of Converse. You're good to go. Do yeah, you know that's, what I mean? that's the, true. Hey, wasn't the best event I've been to, but on a on a on a better note, 
the real Comic Con happened this let's weekend. T- let's talk about the actual one that's actually got stuff going on that isn't just some old bloke yeah. selling wisdom chips. Yeah. Yeah. So, inst- so as people might have picked up, instead of talking about once and do not once this week, as we said, the um, San Diego Comic Con was this weekend, and there was a lot of news to co- to go through from it. But we're not going to talk about everything. We're just kind of picked out the things that matter the most is um whether bad or good so do you want to start us off with the first one then dash yeah i mean obviously um zack snyder um looking at the dc side of things zack snyder announced that um the next man of steel film man, next man of steel film will in fact be um superman batman they had uh they had some actor guy that was in a uh, man of steel i forget his name right now uh come out and he read a passage out uh, which was lifted from is it Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns? Yeah. Um, so I mean that that featured um, Superman and Batman and Arrow and some other people. So uh, you know that, that that might be the direction that they might be going with the movie. But um, you know, obviously that's been um, been uh, heralded since. Was it was it advertised in? There was a what movie was it advertised in before? What Superman was and this? Batman was it like Back to the Future or something like that? Wasn't it? I can't remember. Terminator oh, or something. I, I forget. Yeah, I forget what it was. Seen right. it before somewhere. But um, now, but so it's actually happening for real now. No, I heard rumours about this a while back. I think it was a few months ago. Cause I've been talking to my mates about it and waiting for this announcement that, well, that, that yeah, DC they had decided know. that. Yeah, that, well, because everyone was expecting Justice League next year, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, but they've now said, which I kind of thought was going to be the case, that Justice League's coming out in 2017. Yeah, and you're going to get the flash in between as well. Well, yeah. See, this is the interesting thing, um, and I can I can make a little theory here. I know we're not big on theories here at the Console Ninjas, but um, I had said to my mate that I'd heard a rumor that they were looking at doing team ups instead of doing a full on Justice League, mm-hmm. because some of the characters they don't want to give their own movie because, like this, whoever they're going to pick for the new Batman, it's a, it's going to be a new direction. It's not based on your Dark Knight trilogy. No, sure. So instead of doing a whole reboot of Batman again. I knew this was one of the things that we're thinking about doing was just putting them into a movie with someone else. So, and the other thing that I know they're going to have to be looking at is, as you just mentioned, the Flash. But um, in the comics, Flash and Green Lantern are kind of well, the Hal Jordan and uh, Barry Allen version of Flash and mm. uh, Green Lantern are kind of the best mates in it. And they're constantly crossing over and working together, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's a Green Lantern Flash movie on the on the cards, because I don't see a lot of people running out to see a new Green Lantern movie after the last one. No, quite, quite. I so mean, that's just... that's my prediction that we might see an announcement of a Flash Green Lantern movie. Yeah, I mean, going back to what you're saying about um, sort of having to reboot Batman and just sticking him in a film because everybody knows who he is. I mean, in The Dark Knight Returns, he's much older and uh, he comes out of retirement. So it could be that they would have, you know, it could be Christian Bale's character, not him, obviously, um, but, you know, a, an older version of, of that Batman that that maybe comes back, or it could just be a completely different one. It doesn't really matter, really, does it? But... You would reboot him by having him come out of retirement or something. Might be a, might be a cool way of doing it. What would you? How would you feel about what's his name? Joseph Gordon-Levitt playing a Batman. Uh, he always struck me as too young, anyway. Yeah. But um, isn't isn't he? Isn't he? Um, well, they didn't say anything about um, Doctor Strange, did they? But wasn't isn't he being tapped up to be um, to be Doctor Strange for Marvel at some point? Yeah, I think so. Right, yeah. Right, well, uh, I mean, I don't it's, know. it's so interesting. So the internet I'd... lied to me. 
Yeah, I'm thinking. Well, I mean, you, you're saying about this whole Dark Knight, yeah, uh, the returns thing and all that. I they might have li- they might lift some parts of it. I don't. I don't think they're going to go for the old man thing. It's my gut tells me I don't think that. Um, I know that Superman and like, Batman are kind of very partnered up in DC as well. Hmm. And there's well, a you, very there's, usually there's at each been, other's throats, though, aren't they? Um, they, they kind of sometimes have conflicting views, but I think Superman and Batman recognise each other as like the the least goofballish in the in the team. Hmm. So like they they they, they know that they are, each one's going to take their job really seriously, so they kind of rely on each other a lot. And um, the, there was there was a long running DC comics of Superman and Batman. Uh, hmm. Just like an act, they had their individual comic with just the two of them, and it was very popular. I've read a few issues of it, and it's very good. Um, but I know that they're just about to re-release, uh, to reboot Superman and Batman in the continuity. Because you know that way, a couple of years ago they did the they rebooted the entire DC universe and comics. Chapter fifty-two or whatever it was called. Yeah, the new fifty-two. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm I I read a lot of that. I'm a bit behind on it because I read far too many of comics as it is. But um, they are just about to release Superman versus Batman—not uh, Superman versus, but Superman and Batman issue one. Hmm. So they're about to kind of renew, and um, yeah, it's a very popular comic. So I'm hoping they can have Batman a kind of origin story for Batman in it, and just have like the kind of develops their relationship. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 good things to come, I think. Yeah, yeah, right. Let's speed through some of these other ones as well, then. Oh, I'm not speeding through the next one. No, go on then. <laughs> the um, other big heavy hitter of the of the day was they announced the title of the new Avengers movie. This might not sound like much to you, but yeah, the title of the movie is Avengers 2 Age of Ultron. Yes. Now, this is a big thing for me, because the Age of Ultron story, have you heard of it? Um, well, I, I am aware of it. Yeah, you know that it's a storyline that's just finished. No. <laughs> yeah, it only came out this year. Oh, right, okay. So they're now basing an Avengers film on... Look, they're, they're opting not to go for the decades of um, rich history in Marvel. They're actually just going for a very recent storyline. Recent well, didn't... Iron Man 3 Extremist story wasn't that old, was it? Yeah, no, it wasn't. So... And Winter Soldier isn't that old either, is it? Exactly, that was only out last year, so yeah. it's... It's strange, it's interesting what they're doing then, isn't it? Because it means, how many of these comics have been written with the movies in mind? Yeah, probably now? all of them. Do you know what I mean? It's it's, yeah. a, it's a whole thing. Um, I do have one complaint about the Avengers 2. And uh, what that is, is have you heard that um, the character Quicksilver is going to make an appearance in it? Yeah, now this character is in the X-Men film as well, isn't he? Is, is, is yeah. it the same person, just the same name? What's the, it's the same character. What's the deal there? Yeah, because there's only one one uh, Quicksilver in Marvel continuity. Right. And he is a mutant. In fact, he is Magneto's son. Yeah. Um, P- Pietro Lenzo. And it makes sense for him to be an X-Men. It doesn't make sense for him to be in the Avengers. Cause are they going to retcon him? Because apparently the Scarlet Witch is going to make an appearance as well, his sister. Mm-hmm. And um, who's also probably going to make an appearance in Days of Future Past as well. And I just, I don't, I don't get how... Because you had the whole thing, like, I don't know if you know this, but in the Avengers, the the enemy they're fighting in that, in the movie, is called the Chitauri. The Chitauri, yeah. Right. But you know that's, 
the, the the real name for them in the comics is the Skrull. It's the Skrull, yeah. But they weren't allowed to call them the Skrull because the Skrull are a Fantastic Four villain. And Fox they don't own, own the right, yeah, Fox own the rights to that. The Fantastic Four, yeah. So how come they're allowed to call this one Quicksilver and Fox are allowed to have one called Quicksilver? I don't get it. It just seems strange to me. Leave them to the X-Men. There's plenty of Marvel heroes to kind of draw on that, that haven't been taken up by Fox and um, uh, Sony. Do you know what I mean? Just leave it out. Yeah, well, I'm sure it'll all become apparent in due course. I shouldn't get too worried about it. Yeah, what do you think of the X-Men Days of Future Past film as well, anyway? Well, uh, I loved um, First Class. I thought it was great movie um yeah. and um no i can't wait for this it, it almost seems like it's going to sort of uh rewrite the events of um of the third film but it's um yeah hey spoiler heavy but um it's, it's uh professor Sorry. x sending wolverine back in time isn't he to find his younger self to do to make them do stuff to save the future and what have you no i i mean i don't know the i don't know much more beyond that and i've not read um, I presume there's a there's a comic attached to that as well, isn't there? Um, I'm not so, sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm very sure there is. Um, so I've yeah, I don't know anything about it. Um, I well, didn't know I'm... anything about the X Men before the first movie, to be honest. So um, um, uh, no, I, I'm yeah, hyped for that. Look forward to it. What I will say about it is, um, I don't know about the actual story. I don't like the old X Men continuity. I like First Class as well. I'm just, I'm on in your camp. Yeah, and. Um, I was one. Of, I was quite because I'm a continuity freak. I love when things all mesh in right, and there's a proper timeline and nothing contradicts and stuff like that. And um, one of the things that's always annoyed me is yeah, the new the first class was brilliant, but it completely contradicts so many events in the X Men films. There are a few events, but that what get... they're now doing is they're now going down the the whole Elf One, Elf Two mm. route that comics do so much. And you've now got like the two different versions of them. Yeah. So yeah. that's what they're now claiming, and it's very interesting because Marvel and DC both do a lot of alternate timeline stories. Well, it's it's, 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 it's how they've rebooted Star Trek, isn't it? Yeah, um, but quite a lot of the time, when Marvel have got um, Ultimate Comics and your standard comics. DC tend to have Earth One and Earth Two, and it's always interesting when they mesh the two of them together. Mm. Often that's when you get the best timelines. The best stories, sorry. So I, I be, I, I'm surprised that mo- that one of the movies is deciding to go down this path because I don't know how accessible it is for non-fans, but I think it's brilliant. I, I, I'm, I'm dying to see what comes from it. Yeah, is it next year or the year after? I think it's next year, isn't it? Uh, yeah, 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 next year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's a two-parter as well as what I'd originally heard from it. Oh, that'd so, be good. Yeah, it's yeah. one way of getting that giant cast... Um, uh, together and so on. So what else we got next? Um, let's talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. Another thing I know nothing about, and everything I know about it, I've learnt uh, in the last twelve months because I hadn't even heard of it before Comic Con last year. I've still never read an issue of it. Um, yeah, this is the whole a team of kind of like nothing. Well, I think one of them's got something to do with Earth, but yeah, it's just a team of kind of space faring. Marvel characters that's like kind of Avengers in space yeah. style thing, yeah. but apparently it's going to take more of a sci-fi feel than a than a kind of superhero feel. Although they said that about the Man of Steel, and it still feels like a superhero movie. So mm. I don't know. Um, I'm not keen. One of the characters, uh, the actual characters, is a raccoon. I'm yeah, Rocket um, Raccoon. I'm aware of this guy. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, 
this is to be part of the Marvel timeline that involves the Avengers and all the characters we've seen to date. I don't know how much those characters are going to fit into the same universe. Says the man of the film series with a big god in it. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. It's just visually on screen, a raccoon. One of the characters is a tree as well, by the way. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, but suspiciously, you know. the posters that came out of Comic-Con with the, the pictures of the characters, there, there's neither a raccoon or a tree in sight. Um, in the pictures I've seen, I've definitely seen a tree and a raccoon. Have you? Right, yeah, there's um, there's that sort of picture of them. Um, it's almost like the... What's that Christopher McQuarrie movie? Um, Usual Suspects. Right. They're all sort of standing against a sort of lined background. Right, I'll need to take a look out for that then. Um, it's something I never followed because I do not want... One of the other things I was going to say about that is because I'm quite upset by it. Um, anyone who knows me would know that I have a massive thing for the actress Karen Gillan. Karen you know, Gillan the... has a massive thing for you, Will. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she says. But <laughs> um, anyone who, who was paying attention at Comic-Con will notice she has gone bald. Yeah, she she came character. she came out with her fiery red hair and then pulled it all off, didn't she? Yeah, I don't do not want. Yeah, she, it, ups, it upset me. Yeah, did it? <laughs> yeah, uh, it doesn't matter. It'll grow back, won't it? But yeah, we won't yeah, have the conversation. Nice we won't have the conversation we had before we started recording. No, I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone can suffer that. No, but I think they can probably guess what we were talking about. Right, yeah. um, so, so the answer, moving swiftly the, the answer, on, the answer you're looking for is we don't know, but no. um, but but Will would like it to be that way all the time. So yeah. there you go. Okay, what next? Right, I'm going to glance past this, but what um, I got excited about the fact that there was a full trailer for the Hunger Games two, Catching Fire. Um, um, I love this. A lot of other people do. I know you're not keen, Dash. I don't think you are anyway, are you? No, no. I've, the first one's been on in the house. Um, I think the kids liked it. I don't think it's for me. It was. Like, Very, it was um, I've seen Battle first... Royale, and it was. Um, it reminded me of that, but not as good. See, you would say that it's not as kind of action-y as Battle Royale. It doesn't kind of focus on the... Because Battle Royale, rather than focusing on the characterisation, focuses more on... The kind of shock value and the kind of survivally side of it. So yeah, I can see where you, where you would come from if that's the kind of thing you like. Um, it's probably a bit too teen romancy for yourself as well. Yeah, right? I think I think so. I don't need to see that. I'm you know, I've been, it's not as bad. I've been as married Twilight. ten years. It's it, yeah. It, you know, I, I stare into the pit of abyss. So <coughs> what um, I would you know, say I is, I don't need to see young love in full action. It, it upsets yeah. me. Uh, what I would say is, it's not. It's nowhere near the level of Twilight because it's not like a whole. There is a bit of a love triangle in it and stuff, but it doesn't focus as much on it. But what I do like is, un- deep underneath it, there's like a whole uh, social commentary thing going on, mm-hmm. and the whole um, the whole anarchy side of things and rebellion side of things. It's all great. I really like all that side of it. And just give it a try. Anyone mm. who hasn't seen it, you might not like it. You might like it. Go for it. All right. Well, um, talking of films with a strong social commentary, yeah. Robocop. Yeah. Talk to me, and then I'll tell you about Robocop. I love Robocop, the original. I don't like Robocop 2, 3, any of the kind of made-for-TV stuff, but I love the original Robocop. Um, in fact, one of the things me and Jace are constantly doing when we play Borderlands, we always have this little ritual now whenever someone gives one of the other people a weapon in the trade screen, 
we always the other person gives a dollar and we always have the same running joke mm-hmm. where the person goes, I buy it for a dollar. <laughs> but yeah, I love Robocop. I love the whole satire thing. Um, it's a bit kind of over the top and cheesy and stuff like that. Brilliant. Tell me about this one. Well, um, look, I haven't got a problem with it. Obviously, we know um, Joel Kinnaman uh, from TV's The Killing, or at least the American remake of it, uh, is playing Robocop. Uh, and, um, well, we don't want to get too spoilery beyond, obviously, what um, what's come out this weekend. So he is um, Alex Murphy. Um, there is no Clarence Boddicker-type character in this new movie. Um, Who's that? Sorry, because I'm not too sure of the actors from the old film. Um, uh Kurtwood Smith um, was the actor who played Clarence Bodica, who was the bad guy. Right, all oh, right, right, sorry. The, the, right. the bad guy that was hired by Dick Jones, who was Ronnie Cox. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay, he was the head of um, OCP. Um, so, um, so Red from the 70s show. Who? Red from the 70s show. Was he on that? Yeah, I he don't was know. great in it, but I yeah, moving that. on then. Right, well, yeah. So, so, uh, so Alex Murphy is um, is a cop a lot longer, and I think he has a, a, a gets involved in a sort of car bomb or something, um, and then they put him in the robot, um, and um, but he still has a relationship with his wife and his kids. I mean, he can't feel them when they touch him, but he's still there. It's it's not like um, uh, old Alex Murphy would just sort of sort of drive round his wife's house and freak her out by sort of staring at her, that staring at him with his chin. That stuff was some of the best yeah. stuff in the old was, one, wasn't though. It? Yeah. So, that, so, that was the stuff that kind of freaked me out about yeah, the old I think one. Yeah, I think it's probably even weirder if, if they send him home after they've done all this stuff to him. <laughs> and they go, baby food. <laughs> yeah, you, you may notice a small change in your husband's behaviour. <laughs> um, you know, so so obviously they haven't shown the suit properly yet. I mean, I've seen bits of it on the internet. Um, the new um, Omnicore.com website's up. It's been updated from what was uh, what was put up last year. Um, there's the Ed Two Hundred Nine on there. I think last year it looked kind of a bit like the Normandy on legs. The, and I think, the SSV Ed Two Hundred Nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, so it looks um, it looks a bit chunkier this time around. And they've got some drones, and there's this sort of uh, robot that's that's not got a person in it, sort of uh, armed sentry kind of guy there as well. Um, and obviously, it's got a pretty decent cast. You've got um, uh, what do you call it? What's his name? Samuel L. Jackson, uh, who's oh. playing. Um, does he show up at the end and ask if Robocop wants to be in the Avengers? He doesn't show up at the end. He shows <laughs> up right at the beginning, I think. Um, he's the sort of firebrand TV news host um, right. who's sort of um, uh, very right wing, saying, Why wouldn't you want robots protecting us? It's far better. No one's getting killed and all this sort of thing. So, you know, he's very much um, uh, almost the sort of public right wing voice. Of the corporation of Omnicore and so on, um, and you've got Gary Oldman as uh, um, oh. as the guy who creates RoboCop, and um, a lot of the time spent with him sort of developing RoboCop um, as personality and and what he should and shouldn't be able to do. Now, I'm in no mind whatsoever that if this film comes out and it's rubbish, right? Fair enough, I don't have to watch it. If the film comes out and it's good, then yeah, I'll watch it. It does not take away anything, no, right? Never does. From the film that I saw, I think when I was eighteen, 
Um, it was about nine. But yeah, already. quite. Um, and it was it'd been out for a while by that point because I yeah, watched the video. Yeah, I think I don't think it was one of the first eighteen films I saw. I think it came out about eighty eight, didn't it? So I'd have been, I mean, seventeen, eighteen then. Um, and um, uh, it, it was just, I, I mean, I absolutely love the movie. Um, I got a lot of time for the second one. Um, and and obviously this this new film coming along isn't going to take anything away from that. What kind of gets me about it is though, right? And it's this whole why make a um, why why make a remake a thing? I know, know we can all talk about this till we're blue in the face, right? But I w- did you watch the interview at Comic Con with who's your man again? The one that that's the um, the the main main actor the guy's playing Alex Murphy. Uh, Joel Kinnaman. Yeah, and he was saying at Comic Con that um, the the satire stuff is not in it. They're not doing the whole the whole comical satire stuff, and that for me is what makes Robocop what it is. Yeah, but you see that and the the mixture of that with the kind of creepy side of things, and kind of actually because that film makes me think, my God, what if that actually did happen to you? Which I don't know if this one will, but I don't know. I've not seen it yet, so I don't. Okay, I think a lot of the things that we saw uh, in in one way or another in the original Robocop are with us now in terms of. Um, uh, the way we're always sort of um, uh, under observation and so on with all the the, the CCTVs and all this business yeah. with Prism and, and, and what have you and everything. Um, and so they're now taking a slightly more futuristic view of, of where we are now. Um, yeah. And if you've got this guy who's praising um, the need to have all this sort of military equipment on the streets and, and that's what he's telling everybody on the TV, I think... That's where you're going to get a lot of that satire coming out. You don't want them to... Re- they're, they're remaking the story, right? They're not remaking the original film. So, I mean, you could argue, why bother? Why not just do another one um, that's um, that doesn't have Alex Murphy and, and all the rest of it? All you're doing is... It is Robocop that you want to remake, yeah? yeah, um, it's, yeah. That's There's a certain cachet with it now... It, it, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Whether or not it, it will work out for them or not, I don't think it worked out well for Total Recall. Um, I thought that was just rubbish. No, but what I would point out about that is then, right? Um, and I'm 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 very much I'll go and see this movie because I go and see near enough everything mm. anyway, mate. Do you know what I mean? I will go and see it. And I'll judge it on what I see in the cinema. I'm not, I know I'm talking a lot about it now, but I don't. I won't prejudge the movie before I see it. Do you know what I mean? But what I will say is, they're calling it Robocop, right? Now, most of your kind of teenage kids, the now like your, your kind of action film goers, aren't and like, don't know what Robocop is because it's so old now. Do you know what I mean? Aren't really that bothered. The only people who are going to be bothered with the name Robocop and it will make excited are the people who love the original. So if you're trying to hook them in and then they go and see the film and it's not what they're expecting, that's who you're going to disappoint. Well, so why even bother making it called Robocop? Well, just... look, I mean, the other thing, of course, is it's going to be a 12A, isn't it? Uh, well, yeah, um, so it, it 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 depends how much importance you pin on, you know, on the bit at the, at near the climax of of the original film where he where the he he gets his sort of data spike out of his finger and starts stabbing yeah. Clarence in the neck with it <laughs> and it's spurting blood and and what have you. It, it depends, I suppose, how much importance if you want to see that right then you're going to have to watch the original film, right? But if you want to see a new take where they want to, obviously, these films are expensive, they've got to get as many people as possible to see them. Um, That's what's going to happen, isn't it? 
definitely, mate. Um, what I will say is, I did notice, and anyone who listened to the, any of the interviews was, he mentions he has two guns. So two guns is getting better, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's twice <laughs> as good. So it's going to be twice as good a movie. It's twice as good. So there you go, and no, go mate. And no jetpack, hopefully. No, definitely not. I'll tell you what, actually. Um, as far as Robocop goes, um, I've got... I had, going back in the day, a uh, mate of mine got me a VHS copy of... Uh, of the uncut version, so it had all the extra swearing and everything in it. I didn't know um, it was an uncut um, it, It's probably the standard release version now, but at the time, so I had so that was the version that I always watched. I watched it all the time because um, you know that's what we had when we had videos pre DVD days. Um, and then, but the... since then, obviously, I've got the DVD, so I've got the box set of um, of Robocop. I've got the um, I've got the Prime Directive um, mini series, which I thought was mostly rubbish um what else have we got we got um i think somewhere in the cupboard just to my right i've got a vhs of the robocop cartoon series which is really bad um there's all sorts of things like that in that cupboard but um but uh yeah so um uh lifelong fan i remember the um remember the old tv series as well where robocop has a computer for a girlfriend and she and she lives in his ashtray in the car something like that None of these things are as bad as Robocop 3, though. Um, possibly not, no. Because <laughs> at least by that point, you didn't care anymore. Because yeah, well, a lot, a, I mean, I think the TV series and um, um, and the cartoon that came after Robocop 3, which is when they really started to sanitise the character. I don't like Robocop 2 either. I've never liked Robocop 2. Because, I think it's because they, they attempt to use some sort... I don't know if it's CGI. Well, obviously, they didn't really properly have CGI. But they've clearly tried to use some sort of computer graphics or something in it. And it's... Um, what, for it's, Kane's the, face or something? No, just the way the thing moves, it's weird looking. It doesn't work. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's stop motion, isn't it? And um, I think, Is that what it is? Yeah, it's and I, th- I think that's the beautiful thing about Robocop. I mean, even now, when I watch that bit where... Um, the Ed Two Hundred Nine comes down the stairs and mm-hmm. sort of goes off over tit. Um, yeah. Just think that all of that was done stop motion. I just think it's fantastic. It's fair enough. I just, I just, I just remember my memories of it as a kid, and even as a kid, I just thought that looked awful. And uh, maybe it is probably a good accomplishment they managed to do that in stop motion and stuff. But there's nothing like that in the original one, and I think the original one still looks and feels great to this day. Mm. I think it's it's one of the kind of rare movies, like the action movies from that time period, yeah. with a lot of kind of a lot of very futuristic stuff in it. And most science fiction stuff doesn't hold up, but I think that's one that really does. Yeah, no, I I, I think it's Stone Cold classic. Um, huge fan of the film, absolutely love it to bits. In fact, I probably need to go and watch it quite soon. Yeah, I need to get a hold of that and give it a watch as well. But anyway, so that's. Pretty much everything that's that grabbed a, the two of us That's our mini Comic Con roundup as a, as of Sunday night, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Many more things did happen, but we're not a, a, a news show per se, so we're not gonna go into every little nitty gritty. Yeah, we, that's we, just the stuff that captured the. We didn't even mention the Shield TV series, did we? There wasn't much new from it, though, was there? Well, they showed the whole episode at Comic Con. Did they? They showed the whole pilot. See, I knew that people had seen the pilot. Yeah. I've listened to interviews. I didn't realise it was they'd actually showed everyone there yeah. the pilot, yeah. did they? Yeah. Um, I've heard a lot of good things from it, though. It's made me really good. Yes. And there yeah. is a good reason for... Apparently, well, there's a reason for why Phil Coulson's alive. and. Yeah, but that will be yeah. one of the ongoing mysteries of the show. Yeah, because they were saying 
it's it tells them in the it tells it's mentioned in the episode, but it's then very much questioned in the episode. Like, is that really what happened? And yeah, it's going to be a, an ongoing mystery as to why he's back. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going for the clone theory. We have no reviews or questions. Why? You naughty people. Why? Write to us. Tell us. Yeah, ask we, us stuff. Um, but with that, that's the end of the show. Is it? So yeah, thanks for um, thanks for for joining me and wrecking the 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 program, mate. Well, Probably well, the last episode that's going to go out. It is. Everyone's going to stop listening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'm going to get a ton of feedback now saying, "Where was Jace? Where was Jace?" Yeah, do you think? Only yeah, but it's only his mum. Yeah. Every week. <laughs> and Jace. Yeah, and Jace. Yeah. <laughs> From Where was multiple I? Accounts. Yeah, he's going to give us a one-star <laughs> review this week. Yeah. It was shit but, without me. Yeah, so as everyone knows, we didn't get much feedback, so please give us some feedback, and you can send that feedback to at console underscore ninjas, or you can send us a little email to console ninjas podcast at gmail dot com. And with that, that's it. That's it, wasn't it? Yep. Thanks for See listening, everybody, week. and um, uh, yeah, please drop us a line. See you again. Bye. Bye. Bye.